When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until four, so. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. Former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody, to Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM, alongside former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We are live from downtown Las Vegas, and very excited to welcome in our next guest, Lights Out himself, Sean Merriman, three-time Pro Bowl NFL linebacker, doing some great things in his post-playing career as well with his own MMA promotion, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Welcome in, Sean. How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Great, great to see you again. We we got to connect down at the Super Bowl back in uh, in February, which was awesome. And I'm I'm mad at myself. I'm kicking myself. I didn't get to talk to you enough about what you're doing with this new promotion. And it seems like such a natural transition from football to MMA. What started your passion for the sport and and got you involved in taking that chance and creating your own MMA promotion? Well, you know, I think for one, um, you know, I started training during the all seasons <laughs> when I was playing. Uh, the team didn't know that, but uh, I was. And, um, I, you know, I just started because I wanted to get better with my hand-eye coordination. Outside, obviously, being an outside linebacker, I wanted to be more active, more violent with my hands and learn how to turn a corner and bend a corner against those big offensive tackles. And uh, I did that every all season. And, and finally, I launched Lights Out Extreme Fighting at the end of 2018, uh, we're now on Fubo Sports, Fubo TV. So if you guys don't have Fubo, get it. Check us out. Got a big fight coming up uh, May 6th, Saturday, uh, in Burbank, California, Los Angeles. So if you guys are in that area, come check us out. You can get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. And uh, this will be our biggest car yet. So uh, I'm really excited about this because we we got some uh, some young superstars uh, in the making that's, that's going to be in this card here. Yeah, talk about the big event. Talk about your 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 two guys that you feel like will be uh, be superstars for the MMA world so they can evaluate. I'm sure Dave Ross is all over this here. He loves it. So does Lou. Uh, they could talk about it. Talk about your two stars that you feel like could really emerge after this fight in, in May. Yeah, uh, Julian Duncanfield and Ian, Ian Morkin. Um, 
you know, uh, we got Joseph uh, Dorado. So we got about four guys that probably had a contract for UFC uh, or, or in, the, in the process of it that, that took a fight. You know, I'm extremely uh, excited and, and proud that they wanted to come and fight for Lights Out Extreme Fight, and they realized how big this card was going to be and wanted to be on it. Um, and, and look, that, I went to University of Maryland, and one day I wanted to play in, in NFL, and that's what these guys want to do. And we'll, we're, we're happy to uh, provide that platform to uh, become – you know, the next great up-and-coming superstar. So um, it's going to be live, live on football sports. If you guys do not have it, don't miss this one. This will, will be our biggest one. We'll have 14 fights, man, throughout the throughout the day, starting at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific. For people who will be out there um, and have the opportunity to go in person, where can they get tickets? Yeah, they can get us uh, get tickets at lightsoutxf.com. Awesome. Um, and, you know, w- w- what happens is a lot of people show up at the door and we're already sold out. And I see I see some sad faces uh, of people getting turned around. So definitely get your tickets at lightsoutxf.com. I believe all the general admission tickets are just about sold out. So um, you guys don't show up at the door expecting tickets. They, they will be sold out. And, and the training that goes into these these fights, I mean, how similar are you training the fighters or are you do you have the guys that are helping train? I mean, you look like you still could play. I'm surprised the Chargers haven't called you back up. Well, you know, uh, Mike, Mike, you know, I can play, just not explosive anymore, right? So get, <laughs> yeah. get me out to the field and I'll show some flashes here and there, but I can't give you uh, 60 plays anymore. Um, but, you know, it, it, for us, we, we go around to all these gyms and it, it, people that understand the MMA business, there's a lot of up-and-coming fighters that just don't get an opportunity to show their, to showcase their talent. Um, and we're, we're just excited to give them that platform to, to grow with us and, and, and be a part of the Lights Out Extreme Fighting brand. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, again, we are joined right now by Sean Merriman, former NFL linebacker, has his own MMA promotion, Lights Out Extreme Fighting. Make sure you check out the biggest event to date, May 6th, coming up at the Los Angeles Marriott Burbank. Um, you were on some pretty special Chargers teams back in the day, and there are a lot of people who the last few years have felt like the Chargers of today could grow into one of those special types of teams. How do you view this Chargers squad? Yeah, I, I think you're you're correct in that. Um, you know, we I played with some of the best players that you can ever ask for. Uh, I walked in the locker room with Ladanian Tomlinson, Antonio Gates, Philip Rivers, Lorenzo Neal, uh, Nick Harwick. The, the list goes Jamal Williams. The list goes on and on. Uh, I think with these guys, this is where it's a little bit different. Um, you know, Justin Herbert is a is a generational talent uh, player, right? Um, you know, they have a great coach. And they have, uh, you know, the game has obviously changed a, a lot more than when we played. It's not as physical, a lot more rules. And so they, they're kind of built to win a championship. Um, the, the problem is, I'll say this, is that that AFC just got a lot tougher. That's, that's what really happened, you know, with, with uh, Sean Payton now going over to Denver. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is looking a lot better. You got to go through Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, there's some great quarterbacks that you got to get past in the AFC, but the Chargers, they got they got the tools to win, and, and they have to go get over the hump, not have letdowns like they did in Jacksonville. That game is it w- was a automatic for them by not keeping their foot on the gas. Uh, so if you, you go back and, and look at how this team is built right now, they're built to win a championship. Yeah, there's no doubt they are, and and I think you're right. It's just going to take them to put the keep their foot on the gas and and sign Herbert and keep Eckler, who's really a good player, who's kind of a guy that makes them go. 107 catches last year, multi-talented in the run in the passing game. He's not quite Ladanian as you played with, but 
he's got that ability to catch and run and, and do those kind of things. How many of the players in the league that come by your gym and spend time training? Because you're right. When you started this conversation off about eye-hand coordination and the timing of your hands to your feet, it really does benefit yourself. Do you see any of those Charger players come by? Yeah, you know, during the offseason, I get uh, hit up by a bunch of guys. Sebastian, I've been talking to uh, to come by the gym a little bit. And with these offense and de- offensive and defensive linemen, um, they have this hand combat. You know, the hand combat and learn how to you know get guys off you, push and pull, use their leverage, opening your hips and turning the corner. These are little things I learned really strictly because of MMA. And um, I came out in that 2006 season, led the league in sacks. I just learned how to use my hands. Um, and so I try to tell any any one of these guys, I said, hey, you don't have to come and fight, but just learn how to use your hands uh, and be explosive while you're uh, you know turning the corner and making these big movements. I feel like there's definitely a lot of translatable skills from, yeah, no from one sport to the other. Um, a, a guy on that Chargers defense, Joey Bosa, Boy, if he could just stay healthy, right? How how impressive of a force he is on that defense. How do you grade Joey Bosa? You know, he's um, you know, when he first came in, I, I knew he was special. He uh, he got drafted. We were watching film. This is his first day in the Chargers building, and uh, we were watching some of my old old film back when I was playing. Coach Pagano was was showing him some film, and I just saw how locked in and the questions that he asked. You know, I, I always look at guys that like you come in as a first round pick. There's no pride. There's no ego. He's in there asking questions because he wants to be great. And uh, right then and there, I knew he was going to be great. So health is going to be probably his only factor to achieving that greatness. And also, by having Khalil Mack, people don't understand how beneficial it is to have another great guy on the opposite side of you uh, where also can command a double team at any given time. So if those guys remain healthy throughout the year, and they're on the field at the same time, which they did not spend much, as much time on the field together this past year. If they remain healthy, that defense is going to be somewhere in the top top five, top seven this year. Awesome stuff, Sean. Could not thank you enough for your time. Thanks for doing this. Appreciate you, Sean. Best of luck. Got Make it. sure everybody tunes into FUBU, and we'll see you at the Burbank uh, Memorial Theater, uh, right? Marriott Marriott Burbank, Burbank yeah. There we go. You got it, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sean Merriman, three-time NFL linebacker, great career um, with San Diego and of yeah, course the there Bills some, as well. Those San Diego, that San Diego team with LT that when they went 14 that they lost to the Patriots. That was a really there's a couple great teams in the NFL that never won a title. That Charger team there was great. They should they had the ability to win a title. They gave the Patriots everything. Remember they had the interception, Troy Brown stripped it out, got it back and that game kind of went and Brady won it uh, late in the game and then the, the Oilers teams with Warren Moon those teams were incredible. For them not to have reached that level is remarkable. Well, and I remember specifically with the Chargers, like thinking that that window for them to win a championship is a mile long. Like right. they, and then the window closes so quickly. It really does. And you know, then they and and they were great. I mean, look, John Butler passed away. AJ Smith took over for the team, but they were able to transition. They had the quarterback problems, you know, and. And once they got Rivers in there, after they let Breeze go, they were really loaded, and they were good. They were good everywhere, and the stadium was rocking. I mean, it was a hard place to play, and and yet they just couldn't win that big game. Is there a team now in the way that it's being built that you could have that fear for of just not being able to get over the hump? You know, I, I think Jacksonville has got to be able to get there. I mean, I think Jacksonville's building a really good nucleus. It's going to take, can they win those big close games? I think that's going to be the key. 
Are they going to be good enough in all three elements? Can they play good in the kicking game? Is their kicker going to be good enough? You know, the thing that's hardest about the NFL is going from good to great, right? You've got to be able to, you know, you have a little bit of success as it's boy is to become a martini and you can't really function very well. So, you know, but, but let me be clear, Jacksonville's talented, but that charger team was ultra talented. And, you know, those Oiler teams are ultra talented. They had Hall of Fame players on them, mm-hmm. and they didn't get there. And we still don't know enough about Jacksonville yet what they can be. And it's been incredible to see the jump that they made from two years ago with Urban Meyer to what they've done with yeah. Doug Peterson. Shows you and- what coaching can do, you know, a little bit when you coach a player. And everybody Absolutely. thought this time last year, everybody was talking about Trevor Lawrence being a bust. I know. And, and now Think about that. I, I still um, – and because – you, I can't remember if it was you or Sean who mentioned it, but the the way that the Chargers season ended, oh, yeah. I still can't get over that. Like that is the lasting impression I have of this Chargers team is that twenty seven nothing lead and they can't finish the finish the and, job. And so you fire the offensive coordinator. That makes sense. In steps Kellen Moore, your favorite, yeah, your favorite. Step. Here he comes. Plenty more great stuff to come here on the Lombardi line. We got Mike Somich, professional handicapper, coming up next. And Mike Palm for the last two segments of the show. It's the show of Mike and Michael today. There we go. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Get in zone, auto zone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on. Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. Get in zone. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. Get in zone. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Get in zone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. You can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's games, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way vcin's here to make you a more informed better year-round. You can check out today's betting splits again for vcin.com. And for the first time since 1968... Every major league baseball team is playing that. on opening day. Wonder why day. they've never done it since '68. I don't know. I love it, but today you're going to get 12 hours of continuous and major it, league baseball and look action. At this book. Look at this book. 
out here. I mean, it's incredible, right? I mean, it's, awesome. it's unbelievable. I mean, it's great to see. I mean, you got the Yankees sweater. You got Jay. I love it. I love that people, baseball fans, wear their jerseys. I love that. You yep. Know? And the sweats are underway. Two games in action as we speak. Braves, Nationals, Giants, Yankees, both in the top of the first. And we are scoreless. And Mike Somich, yeah. who joins us now, professional handicapper, got I to believe. Meet Mike last week, right? We yes. got to meet Mike. It was awesome. I mean, face to face. We've talked to Mike all the time, but it was nice to meet him face to face. Yeah, we did the quick change on the desk as he was stepping in, um, hosting the handle here on the weekends. But Mike, welcome in. You have a sweat in a game that just began yes i do yeah we uh we took the braves minus a run and a half here uh in the early game they're facing patrick corbin who is one of the worst starters in the net in the majors for the nationals that uh, got two runners on for the braves right now i laid the one and a half minus 140 before the game he's able to somehow get out of this you're going to be able to get a nice price on the braves in game they are a significantly better team this washington nationals team who i think is going to be one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball this year. The Braves should be one of the best. So we'll see if he's able to get out of it. If so, I like laying the run and a half with the Braves here. But Mike, so we had Will Hill on earlier in the last block. He was killing Corbin, the pitcher, right? And you're killing him. I mean, I mean, if everybody's killing him, how is he an opening day starter? Like, this is kind of strange to me. Well, he was six and nineteen with a six point three one ERA last year. That is not good. That wait, is, wait a second. Bad. Wait a second. Six and nine. Somebody put him on the mound twenty five times. I mean, <laughs> in Stratomatic baseball, when I was playing at twelve years old, there's no way we this guy's card would have never made the board. There's no way. The the Washington Nationals are terrible, Michael. I mean, that's really the bottom line here. And so this is who they're rolling out on opening day. Uh, the rest of their their rotation, not very good either. This is a team that's probably going to lose 100 games this year uh, and not been able to retain their talent over the last couple of years and don't have any young players who are up and coming. So there's really nothing to get excited about about the Nationals this year. Uh, he was able to get out of the inning. So we do have a, a mid-first inning right now, 0-0 game still. I, I at some point, he's going to blow up. I think it's sooner rather than later. And when we get into the bullpens, Atlanta has a significantly better bullpen as well. I, I love the Braves minus a run and a half year in game. Yeah, and you can lay that right now, minus 120, um, I see on my screen. starts, six runs. I mean, <laughs> I know. And you know what the amazing thing is? Is like that they keep putting them out there. Like, why, I mean, haven't they seen enough? What's that? My, my, my favorite, one of my favorite Parcells line. When a player shows you who he is, believe him. Like, believe them, right? Yeah, it's like you are what your record says you are at yeah. a certain point. Um, Mike, when it comes to baseball betting, this is a question we asked Will as well, so curious your perspective on it. If you have just some tips for betters, whether it's early on in the season or somebody who's new to betting baseball. Yeah, there's a couple different ways I look at baseball. I think, first off, because of the rule changes that you've seen so far this season and, and last season as well, I really about the majority of my my under bets are all going to be first five innings. I want to make sure that I have starting pitchers and starting pitchers are not going as long as they used to. So I want to stay out of the bullpen when I'm playing unders, looking to play those under first five innings. And then when I'm looking at overs, I'm almost always going full game overs. And the main reason for that is you now have these ghost runners on second base. So if we go into extra innings, you're almost guaranteed two to three runs in any of those extra inning games because you have a ghost runner on second at the top of the top of the 10th. And then again, in the bottom of the 10th, it's just so easy to get that runner in. For me, playing unders full game is a really risky proposition, especially if the game's going to be close. So I'm looking for unders in the first five. I'm looking at overs for the full game. And then when I'm playing a road team, 
I'm looking at laying the run and a half a lot of the time. Uh, they get the extra at-bats, nine at-bats versus eight at-bats. It's tough to take a home team that you think is going to win when they don't get at bat that ninth time. And additionally, because of that ghost runner, if you do go to extras, it's pretty easy to score two, three, four runs in the top of an inning. In the bottom of an inning, if the top of the inning doesn't produce any runs, you need a home run to cover that minus one and a half again. So if I'm playing a road team, I'm looking at a lot of minus one and a halves. I'm looking at unders in the first five. I'm looking at overs in the full game because of the rules set up. And how does, what's your strategy? I mean, I know this is great advice for the betting and people listening. What's your strategy for the season? Do you focus on the American League? Do you focus on pitchers? Do you focus on bullpen? I mean, what is, as a better, what is the one enticing element that you look for in base, playing baseball over the 162 games? I've been a firm believer that you have to handicap the starters. I think that's the best way to start out your handicap. Those are players are going to make the biggest impact. I also believe in streaks in baseball. You see teams that that start out terribly, like the Reds last year started out 3-22. and 22. Uh, You've seen 20-game win streaks in Major League Baseball. Because you're playing so often, almost every single day, the vibe in the clubhouse matters. And when it's good and you have that positive energy flowing, teams can often just continue to play very good baseball. And when it's going poorly, it's hard to turn that around. So I'm a big believer, and once a team starts to get hot, taking a good look at them, especially if they have one of their better pitchers on the mound. Uh, so for me, it's really all about starting pitchers, and then just when those streaks get going, to look at those teams a little more closely. Um, we're also, I noticed you have a couple plays in the NHL here. And speaking of teams that are streaking, the New York Rangers have been one streaking in a positive way. They've won seven of their last eight games, lone loss, a three, two loss to the Carolina hurricanes. They're in New Jersey today, a team that has struggled recently, really needs a win. The devils are a minus minus one thirty-five favorite against the Rangers today. Total six and a half. What's an angle for you as you look at this game? I've been talking on Beeson about these first period totals for a while. And to me, the best way to attack this game is taking the first period under here. New Jersey has been a over team in general, but when at home, they are playing to the under 21 and 11, 30% positive ROI toward first period unders. And the Rangers on the road are 19 and 14 with the under winning 19 times the, the, the overhitting 14 of those with a 15% positive ROI toward the under. So you've got two teams that both, trend toward the under in their specific situations here. You've got two good goaltenders here. You've got a, a game that really is a playoff-style atmosphere now, this late in the season for both of these teams. And you're getting a nice plus here, plus 120 on that under first period, one and a half. So for me, I think it's a spot to attack that first period under. And that's another one of those, like, I love about hockey, the alternate angles that you can have to bet this sport as well. You're also investing in the Lightning today. They were able to bounce back from a four-game losing streak with a 4 nothing win at Carolina on Tuesday. They've got the Washington Capitals tonight, and you're going with a puck line play tonight on the Bolts. What do you see? This is a play against Washington as much as anything else. I don't think people realize how Washington bad Washington hater. We, we don't <laughs> We're like noticing the Capitals. a trend we don't here. Like the, you know, I'm sure you don't like the Commanders either, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't. I don't think they're going to have a very good season, Michael. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a bad year for Washington sports here. Washington is six and fifteen in their last twenty-one. Alex Ovechkin had to leave the team for a while because of his father. They have not rebounded since. They played last night. They lost a tough game in a shootout against the Islanders. Now they're coming back on little rest, traveling down to to 
the Tampa Bay Lightning, Lightning a tough place to play. They have 25 wins at home. The backup goalie for Washington, Lindgren, is just one in four in his last five starts. This Lightning team, like you mentioned, Stormy, rebounded last time against Carolina with that 4-0 win. I like laying the goal and a half here, able to get plus 140 on that. I'm all about trying to find these plus money plays, specifically in hockey, because then just avoiding laying that juice can create a, a really positive long-term outcome for you if you can find plus money plays that are on the good side of it. So give me the lightning minus a goal and a half plus 140 tonight. Mike, last minute or so here. Are there any teams in the NHL that as we get closer here to the postseason, you think are trending in the right direction that might be worth keeping an eye on for some futures bets? I have been banging the Colorado Avalanche drum for the last two weeks here. They're a team that are starting to get healthier and healthier specifically on the defensive side, just got Eric Johnson back, Cal McCarr now back as well. They're supposed to get their captain, Gabriel Landeskog, back for the first time all season, late in the season or early in the playoffs. They're 3-1 to one to win the West right now. That is a wild overlay in my mind. When you look through the teams that are in the West, you have, you know, you've got the Las Vegas Golden Knights who still have goaltending issues even after trading for quick. You've got the Edmonton Oilers who basically think defense is optional um, and they just love giving up goals. You've got the Los Angeles Kings who are a younger team, just a lot of teams with holes in the West. And then you have Colorado who won the cup last year and doesn't have a single hole across their lineup who is also getting healthy. I think plus 300 is a wild price on them to win the West. Wow. Awesome stuff, Mike. So good, Mike. Awesome stuff. Appreciate you. Appreciate you as always. Have and a great don't day. Don't go into Washington at all. They're not welcome there. No. You can Thank tell. goodness Avoid they have the DC defenders of the XFL to carry the load. Yeah, there you Six go. Six and zero. Oh. They are a good team. They're a good team. That's Mike Somich. Follow him on Twitter at Somabomb18. Yes, the DC defenders of the XFL. 6-0 and straight up and against the spread. Wow. Let the people know there, there is a winning go. team in DC. I did not know that. Thank you, Stormy. <laughs> This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Get everything you need to bet on baseball this season with 24-7 streaming. Daily best bet emails, including advice, data, and strategy, all just $19 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Our experts are also getting ready for golf's first major of the year at Augusta. This year's upcoming Masters betting guide is going to break down every golfer in the field, plus futures bets and matchups as well. Become a vcin pro subscriber today for just $19. vcin.com slash subscribe. Rolling along on the Lombardi line live from Circa Resort and Casino. Excited to welcome in to the desk the hardest working man at Circa, especially on Thursdays because you do the early morning with Mitch and Paul and then you've got to actual, actually do your real business and then you come on with us as well. Um, but Mike Palm, VP of Operations And then the hit Circa. with Reno at 11.30 yep. here. You're all over the place. And you are decked out to, for opening day. used to do My Guys in the Desert when that show existed in the afternoons. What an opening day it is. First time since 1968 that all major league teams played their opening day games on the same day. And remember, the Reds had that standalone game for years. So that, yeah. And then we had the problem with COVID, <clears throat> and then we had the problem with the labor situation last year. So it just kept pushing it down the road. When we saw baseball release the schedule, it was like a perfect storm because of the relationship we just forged with Greg Maddox, who was on your show earlier. And, and Derek and I said, let's do something. Let's celebrate All-American apple pie, Coney Island hot dogs, moms drink free. And have Maddox throw out the first. Moms pitch. drink free. Moms drink I mean, free. That's it's all America. And it's America. a free apple pie awesome. too. This is my America. Free apple pie. Got to pay. We need to get four, some. Can I get some apple pie before? Yeah. I leave? We'll save some for you. We'll save some for you <laughs> and Camera Shack. 
Yes. Oh, Camera Shack's not here today. She's what? out of town. I know. She's missing oh, no. out on opening day. Devastating. Oh, Troubling. But okay, we, we talked in the commercial break about how this is one of your favorite days of the year. Lay out your, your top three on the sports and sports betting calendar. Well, hope springs eternal, right? So this first day, everybody still thinks their team's going to be in the World Series. Except for the Washington it's, team. I mean, my, my, everybody's dumping on the Washington. And the, and the A's are worse than Washington. Oh, well, let me tell you that. <laughs> and, and Vegas will welcome them with open arms. But anyhow. Maybe it'll uh, actually have some recognizable players when that happens. Yeah, hopefully it's down the road. <laughs> um, but so, and, and growing up in, in Eastern Iowa, Cubs fans, so, you know, it, it, the spring was always a great time. I'm very partial to the Rose Bowl because growing up, you know, people have Super Bowl parties. Yeah. Where I grew up, you had Rose Bowl parties on January 1st. You got up and you went to, you know, it rotate from different houses and all the families would get together. And, you know, if Iowa was in it, great. But if they weren't, you were still rooting for the Big Ten for Michigan or Ohio State or Illinois or Michigan State um, to beat the Pac-12. And then I think the first two days of March Madness is still, you can't replicate it. I mean, it's even bigger than the Super Bowl, at least here in Vegas that first weekend. And now we kind of extended either way where you got the small conference tournament week, the big conference tournament week, the first yeah. weekend, now the Sweet 16 weekends getting even bigger. So I, I would rank those as the top three. You know, Super Bowl is a standalone event, but Super Bowl is a mass commercial thing. Not yeah. necessarily a great betting it, day. It's, it's such an expectation. Right? Well, I mean, with these props, though, these props have changed the Super Bowl tremendously. I mean, everybody's got a zillion props. But I, I agree. It's just there's such expect. You're waiting so long for that ball to get kicked in the air. And it takes forever. I always think the games that determine whether your season was a success are better games. Like, if you go to the Super Bowl, you still had a successful season. The regional finals in the NCAA tournament, because did you make the final four or not? Right. The conference championship game, did you yeah. get to the Super Bowl? The American National League Championship Series, those are, the conference finals are where all the pressure is. Because if you make it to the final, win or lose, you still, no one will argue you didn't have a successful season unless you were the Buffalo Bills going back three and four times. Yeah, or unless you're the Washington team with, with uh, Ron Rivera, who doesn't get any heat for not making the playoffs at all. Well, so it's, I think he still thinks they made it. Uh, he must think oh, something. God, that was bad. He oh. must think you something. You have to know that information. He gets a free pass a lot, doesn't he, Michael? I, I was, I, I mean, I did it on the pod today. We did it in the beginning of the show. Yeah. I've never seen a coach who has, who just basically lives through the raindrops. I mean, nobody ever. It's five years since he's had a winning season. Five. Belichick goes to the goes to the owners' meetings this year, and everybody's grilling him, and they're and they're asking Kraft, "Is he going? Are you going to fire him if he doesn't win next year?" Meanwhile, Ron Rivera's over there saying, "I'm not interested in Lamar Jackson. Why would I be? I've got I got Sam Howell." Michael, I wanted to ask you about Bill Levy. Uh, yeah, passed away last night. What an interesting character. I know you know he's remembered because the Steelers. Yeah, I was at Super that Bowl. There were a number of questionable calls. He admitted that he himself missed two calls in the fourth quarter, although he never specified. But Bill Levy like an, a, a great American story, was a policeman in San Jose, fireman. a fireman, a Secret Service agent in San Jose, went on to make the NFL, be a referee, 20-year career, and then he was a supervisor. He still wrote the handbook up to two years ago, held clinics for two college conferences and, and all the NFL officials. And looked in great shape. Always in great shape. Always, always in great shape. Then smiling, always yeah. had a great smile. Yeah. You, any stories you have to share about you know, Levy? You know, I always felt like with Levy, you got a good game. You were never, it was going to be a game that was balanced, and you never felt like he was going to favor the home team or he was going to favor something. 
you had to basically, his consistency was in the grades that you saw before. So you felt like, okay, we got Levy today. It's going to be a good game. And that's why, to me, when he made a Super Bowl, you're like, no, this guy's good. You want a guy who's going to give you a good game. You don't want something that's going to be where he becomes bigger than the game. You know, where, you know, my favorite one is, uh, what, what, what is, uh, you know, my guy, oh, heck, I lost my memory of him there. Uh, Alex, is it uh, Sean, uh, I mean, Scott Novak. I mean, like, you don't want the Scott where you feel like Novak's really part, he, people are paying to come see him. Yeah. Uh, one unknown thing about Levy was the first year that he be, went from being a back judge to being a uh, referee, um, was not was 2001, and so 9/11 delayed, delayed the start there, and they came back after a week or whatever off, and so his first game as umpire was at 3Com, and it was the Rams at 49ers, and th- people don't remember this, but he took a chance because it was his first game. For the coin flip, he wore a San Francisco Fire Department hat yeah. that, that had given him, and I mean it was a very emotional scene there that he did that and he recounts about you know i didn't know what the league office would say i'm gonna do something out of whack but it just felt right Uh, and he had been a fireman obviously i I think my memory of the league uh goes back to 01 and being on the sidelines after 9 11 and meeting and and we would have a lot of families from 9 11 on the sidelines and it was really an emotional time it was really hard and you would walk up to these families knowing that they lost their dad in the building or the mom in the building and, and you would see it. And it was really a, a heartbreaking time and him wearing that helmet to me, no one would ever have complained because t- there was such emotion on those sidelines. And it was, it was really, I don't know if I've ever felt anything like that. And it, and it carried on. I remember we were in Philly and you know, it carried on and that was in November. It never stopped. I, you know, and when Bush threw out that pitch for the world series in game three and threw a perfect strike, I mean, that was such a, a moment of pride um, I remember, you know, to me, Michael, the best Super Bowl that I have clear memory of was the first Buffalo Super Bowl against the Giants. Yeah. I thought that was the greatest. It was. Executed both ways, the game plans, but Whitney Houston and the Gulf War and her national anthem, widely regarded as the greatest anthem of all time uh, before that game, and Raymond James set the tone for Unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Right, it did. I mean, uh, Beyonce, when she did it at Houston, Carolina, in Carolina, uh, New England mm-hmm. Super Bowl, that was, I thought that was a great uh, uh, national anthem, but the Whitney Houston one with the planes go, I mean, Belichick's notes are in the Hall of Fame from that Super Bowl. His game plan notes, that's how good that game was. Kenneth Walker, who was the backup to Thurman Thomas, yeah. said that he believes that you know, Norwood had a little draw on his ball, but he believes it was that Apache helicopter that was right at the top of the stadium that pushed that ball. <laughs> the wind created that pushed I've that ball. I've never heard right. that theory yeah. before. That's what there he believed. It was a second shooter. It was so close. It was yeah. a second shooter over in the knoll. I didn't know that. Wow, do you know that? I didn't know that, Stormy. <laughs> no. He would become famous the next year when Thurman Thomas couldn't find his helmet, remember? Yep. And then on the second play of the game, a wide open hole, and he went the wrong way, and Kelly just ran it into the line. Yeah, I, I thought Kenneth that was Walker. that was really cool. TCU. though. all of the non 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 sports moments that are memories for your sporting life, I think, are really cool. I was sitting. I'm sitting with Mitch down here, and the first year I was going on Follow the Money, I, I came on on a Thursday. It was the Fourth of July, I remember, and I put together a two minute tape. And John Brown was the producer at the time, and he set it to music. And it was the greatest patriotic moments. It was the miracle on ice. Right. It was George Bush throwing the pitch. It was the women winning the World Cup. Um, 
and uh, it was Tisnow winning the Breeders' Cup Classic that year, right after 9/11, when they when when they said Tisnow wins it for America. I remember that video very vividly, though. Because yeah, there's an emotional attachment to the moment. And we use sports to kind of conquer that. I mean, that's that, that you know, look, we're still talking about Herb Brooks' speech. And it comes into play this weekend. You know, like I keep telling Stormy, she's nervous about her, you know, San Diego State. It's, it's really not, this weekend's not about what's the best team. It's who plays the best on that given day. That's why I think Miami's being a little taken lately, Mike. I, you know, the final fours are tough because you get into these big domes. Mm-hmm. And these shooting backdrops are all oh, different. Hard. Ian Eagle talked about it this morning. The first time he called a game where the court was raised above him. And it's just so much different for these kids oh. and the shooting perspectives. It, and so it, you can get some skewed results in, on this Saturday especially. Well, and that was one of those things that Will Hill, um, when he was on the program earlier, he was talking about how he thought that the three-pointers were going to be able to go down for FAU. But I would be concerned about the sight lines if, if I'm the Owls. And when it comes, they've been a great offensive rebounding team, but they haven't seen a rebounding team like San Diego State yet. So if they're missing those threes and the Aztecs can pull it down, I'm just saying. We've got more with Mike Palm and his pressing three when we come back. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Brakes? We can save you 15% on that. We have OE quality Duralask brake pads and rotors in stock, ready for pickup or delivery. We also have calipers, brake fluid, tools, and anything else you'll need to do the job right. When you get Duralask pads and rotors together, you'll save 15%. It's just part of what makes us America's number one breaks destination. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Stormy Bonantoni and Michael Lombardi back with you on the Lombardi line alongside VP of Operations here at Circa Resort and Casino, Mike Palm. We'll get to Palm's pressing three in a moment, but it has been a really, really special opening day event here at the Sportsbook. And it started with Greg Maddox, who we were so fortunate to have on the show here, four-time Cy Young Award winner, 18-time Gold Glove winner, such an incredible, just historic his uh, like professional career that he had spanning over 23 seasons in Major League Baseball. And he was on site here as a Las Vegas local as well to throw out the ceremonial first pitch. To our own Josh Towers. Between yes. the two of them, they have two World Series yeah. games. There you go. A little bit disappointing, the, the Braves playoffs. But, you know, Maddox, what can you say? Uh, they call it a Maddox if you throw a complete game shutout in less than 100 pitches. He did it 13 times. Bobby Cox, his longtime manager, in Atlanta said he was the best pitcher, the smartest pitcher, the most competitive player, and the best teammate he ever saw in his life. So, I mean, he's such a nice guy, and he's going to hold the charity event. If you give a $100 donation to Baller Dreams, which deals with young people who have cancer, it's a little bit different from Make-A-Wish because Make-A-Wish ends at 18. This goes to, like, 25 or 26, so yeah. some more young adults. $100 donation here. We're going to raffle uh, at 3 o'clock, one seat in that poker tournament that has a $150,000 prize pool uh, 31 days from today, April 30th at the Legacy Club. Yeah, and that's a weekend event, right? April 20th through the 30th? There's a dinner at Barry's yep. on Friday night, a stadium swim day. Hopefully in a month, maybe it'll be warm enough to go to the pool. <laughs> and then uh, the uh, yeah, charity the auction. We're going to be complaining about it being too hot here very soon, Mike. I'm never too hot. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this is not what I was used to. This is not advertised, this weather in Vegas. It's, it's warmer in Jersey. Okay, are you ready? Her palms pressing uh -oh. three. Here we go. I'm. I'm. I got my seatbelt on. Here we go. Come on, Mike. Michael. Yes, sir. What was the straw that broke the camel's back in this Lamar Jackson Ravens situation? And which side do you blame? We said it right here on Palms Pressing Three on Thursday, December fifteenth. Lamar had played his last game as a Raven. Is there an argument to be made that maybe Lamar did overplay his poker hand? He has exactly one more playoff victory as a quarterback than you, me, and Stormy combined. <laughs> well, I think with the, the straw that broke the back was Deshaun Watson. I think that guarantee and their unwillingness to at least acknowledge it and come close to it has infuriated their best player. And sometimes, because there is no intermediary between the player and the club, things are taking Personally, you know, Sonny, you're taking this very personally, Mike. You know, so you can't do that. And I think that broke the back. I think there has been a disconnect. We saw it all through the year. They're, they were never in tune. In fact, I was told reliably when John Harbaugh was talking about offensive coordinators, he asked Lamar. Lamar looked at the list and threw it back to him and said, yeah, do whatever you want to do. I don't think this has gone well over the year. I don't think he feels like they've helped him. And I think ultimately that Watson contract with the guarantee is the thing that really drove it. Ozzie Newsom admitted so. He admitted it. He said Deshaun Watson's responsible for this. Well, and, and Lamar's thing that he posted on Twitter the other day was that the team isn't interested or at least appears interested in matching his value. But isn't it like he doesn't set the value for himself, though? Doesn't the market set the value for right, what that, you are? The, he, well, the value is no one's trading for him. So what is your value? You know, it's almost he's basically helping the team with that statement. Lamar, here's your – again, all this comes down to Lamar's – I'm not saying agents are the cure-all for everything, but there needs to be some narrative that comes out, and there needs to be reasoning. Look, I don't think a player ever signed a contract 
that he was completely happy with. Somebody had to convince him to sign it. I asked you about the Patriots as a landing spot, and then I saw a story. This this rapper reached out to Robert Meek Kraft. Mill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Monk Malloy, whatever. Yeah, Meek <laughs> Mill. Well, Monk Malloy was the president of Notre Dame when I was there. That that you still is 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 it a possibility? Here's what I and I said this on GM Street GM Shuffle today. First of all, it would be disrespectful to Brady if they were interested in him. Because they the Patriot way, the Patriot culture is about no one's going to take all the money. So how do you turn around and then flip it and say, like, when Kraft gave the answer, Kraft said, well, it's Bill's decision. Well, Kraft, he wants to be part of the Patriot way when they win, but now all of a sudden it's Bill's decision? Like, that's kind of not really fair, right? Like, you can't pay Lamar and say to Tom Brady, thanks for taking less money, Tom, especially considering that the franchise value went way up. Question two. Michael, I'm not asking you to speak out of turn, as we know you have familial ties to the Raiders. But as someone who will be rooting for their success this year, would you want to see them draft a non-quarterback at pick seven now that Jimmy G is in the fold? Or do they maybe think they won't have a chance to pick this high again and have to get a QB for the future? So not asking you what you think they'll do, but what you hope they do. I hope they pick someone who has a chance to get into the Hall of Fame. I hope they pick someone who will be a team captain. I hope someone they pick will be a 16-game starter. I hope someone they pick will be a really good player because you know what? That would be the anomaly for the Raider organization because that's not what they've done, okay? So I don't really care what position they pick. I want the guy to represent that he loves football. I want the guy to be able to start. I want him to have a potential to be the captain of the team, and I want him to be somebody that you can build around. Is it a left tackle? Great. Is it a defensive tackle? Wonderful. Is it a tight end? Oh, that's great. I don't care. Corner, but he has to represent the coach, the organization. When you draft a guy and put a guy in your locker room, that guy is who you are. So when you take a guy that doesn't want to work hard or isn't very talented, that's, that's a reflection of you. They need to avoid that. I don't think it's any secret, too. They've been one of the worst drafted teams last I mean, it, five Nobody years. says it. Everybody thinks the Raiders should be winning, and then nobody goes back and looks at the Gruden drafts. It's I wrote it in Gridiron Genius. When they gave Gruden the authority to run the team, it was going to be a disaster. He's one of the worst personnel guys I've been around in my career. Question three. B. John Robinson yeah. of Texas is considered a special running back comparable to Saquon Barkley or even Adrian Peterson coming out of college according to some experts. With the league having switched to such an emphasis on the passing game and having devalued the running back position, where do you stand on picking a running back high in the first round, and what team would be an interesting fit for Bijan? Well, I, I think a, a Philadelphia that has the extra one would be a really good pick. I mean, I know they signed Rashard Penny, but can he stay healthy? I don't know. But I think this. I think that we've made we've gone too far the other way on this running back thing. If you're a weapon in the passing game, like Eckler is, 107, 107 catches, or Camaro is, and you can impact the, 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 the passing game like McCaffrey can, like Eckler can, like these guys that can, you should get paid. You're going to get paid because you're a weapon. And if you can average over nine yards a catch, you're a weapon. Every, no one has a problem playing, paying Keenan Allen. No one seems to have a problem. Oh, pay him. Pay Keenan Allen. He's a receiver. Guy averages 10 yards a catch, Right. It's okay to pay him, but it's not okay to pay a great running back who's a great receiver. It makes no sense at all. But we've gone through this analytical nonsense of you can't pay running backs. 
I agree. You can't pay a guy who's on the field that can only run the ball. I agree with that completely. But if he's a weapon in the passing game, and I'm not talking about screens. I'm not talking about the delay screens. I'm talking about lining up outside like McCaffrey, running option routes and winning. Well, and that's why Debo Samuel wanted to be sure that he was going to get paid like a receiver, right? Yeah. Just because, he, I mean, he was a do-it-all guy. He was doing stuff in the run game, but he wants he's to be like a wideout. He's yeah. a weapon. You pay weapons. It, it makes no sense. Oh, we got to pay Keenan Allen. He's a wide receiver. He averages 10 years. Nobody drives to the stadium worried about Keenan Allen beating you. No one does. He's a good player. He catches everything, but he, nobody's going to beat you. You're worried about Mike Williams. You're worried about Eckler. I love it. I love the enthusiasm. We need to get, like, theme music for Palms Pressing 3. Well, you know what like. drives me crazy is we have these perceptions that just all of a sudden become so entrenched. Like, there is certain – like, Barkley, would I have franchised Barkley? Probably not because the market's not out there for him. Would I draft Robinson? You know, I would if there was no one else on the board. The kid from Notre Dame, you don't think he could help some team? He's a weapon. That Gibbs kid, he's a weapon. Uh, last thing before we let you go, when are you going to start seeing the money come in on the Final Four, or is it already kind of flowing? Oh, we have money. We're, you know, UConn's getting bet, obviously. I'm sure. They've looked so good. What are you guys at for them to win it all now? Um, minus, you know, we actually ticked down to minus 120. It was minus 125 a couple days ago. Uh, Miami's the big liability. Everybody got hit early in the year with Miami when they were 100 to 1. Wow. We took a $3,000 bet at them. I need wow. that SDSU you know? 80 to 1 that I bet here at Circa to go, come through. Stormy. You're lucky I'm not one of your high rollers. That's yeah. a wrap on today's edition of Lombardi Line. Stick around. Visa and the Sports Betting Network on opening day. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.